What? Uh, and the reason I mention this is twofold. It's One, because we're pro safety <clears throat> on this podcast, very pro safety. And then two, um, so. But are we also pro freedom? <laughs> we're pro follow the law. Yeah, we're pro. Yeah, we're definitely pro law. We're lawful. Hello, everybody. Hello. Happy New Year. Welcome. Uh, welcome to the TMNT Shellcast. This is your host, John Kaznovich, and with me, I have Andrew. What's going on, everyone? And Chris. What's going on? Episode number four. Here we Episode go. Episode number four. So we'll kick it off um, with the pizza time. pizza time, where Andrew last episode had the luxury of rolling a pepperoni and ice cream pizza. So before that... Uh, I think it's all melty. We'll have him uh, eat that. It's pretty melty. I'll send you guys a photo. This is uh, fresh out of the oven. I'm surprised you didn't want it cool before applying the ice cream. <laughs> well, I wanted to go for the um, artistic effect. <laughs> Let me just get a picture here. We've also, yeah, while you're taking a picture, we also instituted a rule, no, uh, no dessert pizza uh, making anymore, where it's really just got to be like a cheese pizza with whatever toppings are on there. Yes, yeah. Chris. John already had a skirting the rules about how delicious my pizza was. So, yeah, yes. So in that vein, I bought um, out here at least in Idaho, Totino's is like the one dollar, you know, mm. pizza. Ooh, pizza bites. Oh yes, like Totino's the, brand the Celeste. That's yeah. what I said. He doesn't have a. It's a Totino's. Yeah, Totino's. Wow, I haven't had one of those. Pizza. Yeah, I haven't had a one of those personal pizzas and like ages holy shit i'll be honest this minus the melting ice cream this looks pretty good yeah so i bought that i bought boar's head pepperoni that i sliced up and then ben and jerry's Mm -hmm. vanilla ice cream so for everyone at home i'll try to cut in a photo here's a damn that pepperoni looks oh my god it's already all melted that looks gross yeah melt the pepperoni does look good nice and crispy Uh, here we go i'm gonna do this the best i can here yeah what kind of what kind of ice cream was that vanilla you said Ben and Jerry's vanilla, which I didn't even know existed. That was one of my gripes with Ben and Jerry's, is they don't put out a, just a plain vanilla. I was just at, um, right next to a Ben and Jerry's. This is bad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the vanilla ice cream is just too overpowering. No hot and cold contrast. Oh, scary, yeah. Hopefully you're not lactose intolerant. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like put, the that sweet. thing would put me in a bind. Yeah, sweet no salty and, and sweet, nothing. Yeah, I give it um so a scale of one to ten with five being average, I give it a two. Because <laughs> the pepperoni, I mean, look at this thing. Looks so yes, good. Yeah. The pepperoni looks good. Yeah. Pepperoni's good. I also did save a few slices of non top, just straight up cheese as a reference point, and that's also delicious. What is it non top? Yeah, just like the regular cheese pizza. I didn't put any ice cream or pepperoni on it. The question is, why did you do... I've never heard that before. Do both of these slices have ice cream on them in this picture? Yeah, I just cut it in half. Oh, okay. I was like, why would you ruin two pizzas? (laughs) This is is half of the full pizza, so I just did half pepperoni. I put ice cream on both and then tasted it. It's not very good. I'm going to take one more bite because I'm hungry, but... (laughs) You shook your head in the beginning like it was going to be good, but... No. (laughs) That wasn't a... 
<laughs> I was just talking to Elise, who is now my wife, for those who are listening, but about the head nod. Humble brag. Yeah. And I, I just feel like I haven't done that in forever. That like kind of fell off because we're not like together. Yeah. Yeah. That was like whenever we were with my dad thing. And then there was like, <laughs> you, just gotta, you just gotta throw the head nod. <laughs> it's like perfect when you don't really know what to say, but you just gotta respond. It's like, <laughs> it's like that, that wasn't there a video of George Bush doing it too, where it was like, it was just oh, I don't like, think I've seen that. Yeah, I think that's what, like, cause I don't know when we started doing that, but then uh, there's a video of George Bush that's doing it and it came up and i was like oh my god do we get it from george bush but who knows yeah subconsciously all right andrew we're we gonna spin the new pizza wheel did we do we say that no for we'll, save that. we'll save that for the end all right. but anyway yeah. um i definitely think it is exactly what i thought it would be like the ice cream <laughs> especially i didn't know ben and jerry's made of vanilla either but i wanted to try to play it off like as neutral and vanilla yeah. is like the og ice cream it's just too intense. So maybe, maybe like if there's a savory ice cream out there, like something with, I thought about maybe peanut butter cup, but yeah, I'm glad I didn't go that direction. How was just the Ben and Jerry's vanilla good? Ben and Jerry's vanilla is good. It's intense vanilla. So I think that's what's at play here. If I maybe went for a cheap, like a generic brand, maybe it would have been okay. But yeah, the best vanilla just... ice cream is the one that comes in ice cream sandwiches the best mm. yeah that's one of the best i think also mcdonald's soft serve vanilla ice yeah. cream is also one of the best but it's only available one percent of the time that you need it the old a- broken ice cream machine joke yeah. classic the golden vanilla by either hoods or by friendlies is mm. yeah hoodsy cup vanilla ice cream is God. yeah i think that's the same stuff that's in ice cream sandwiches to be honest a hoodsy cup at a Chinese buffet after you've housed about 50 <laughs> belly bombs and 50 goons. You know what's a good hack? Speaking of McDonald's, when their ice cream's working, you get an apple pie and vanilla ice cream, and then you just like mix it in a cup. Mm. Great. That's a hack. Mm. Did you guys... Well, for, for listeners, we're recording this on New Year's Day. Um New Year's Day 2020, 2023, because who knows what year this might get released. <laughs> did you, what did you guys end up doing for New Year's Eve? Anything fun? Andrew, you want to go? Uh, just low key. We had the kids did, uh, did like, uh, parents, you know, friends, friends of ours that are also parents. So played this game, new game, at least to me called left center, right. Have you guys ever played that? No. So it's a political the, game. <laughs> <laughs> it's a. It's like um, easiest way I can describe it is you have three die that you roll, and the options that can come up are either left, center, or right, or wild, or essentially nothing. So you have three one dollar bills in front of you. So if you roll left, you pass one dollar bill to your left. If you roll right, you pass one to your right. If you roll center, you pass one to the center. And if you roll wild, you steal somebody else's. So it's basically uh, like a drinking, gambling game, but it's fun because even when you're out, so if you're out of money, technically you can't roll, but people can still be passing you money. So like you're always still in the game until Hmm. the very end. And then whoever's the last person with money at the end then takes all the center money 
with them so they win the pot basically and then you do another round oh nice that Pretty actually fun. sounds fun yeah we played it for like four hours it was fun it's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of ones yeah yeah i went to bed at like 10 i didn't even i don't i typically don't stay up for new year's so yeah nothing exciting yeah we um we watched the i was texting you guys we watched the glass onion the knives out mystery which was just fantastic i would highly recommend knives out and glass onion yeah. Uh, One recommendation also, Miss Cleo documentary on HBO. I saw you tweet about that. Oh, Miss Incredible. Who knew she was dead? Infomercial. That's a big surprise. She was the infomercial like um, palm reader, right? Or whatever. Psychic, yeah. 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 Call me now. That's Miss Cleo. <laughs> nice. How about you, John? What'd you do? No, yeah. It was just, we watched a movie. We, um, we took out, well, so I was telling you guys, I was reorganizing our closet. And I bought some storage thing and we have the spare bed is in the closet. And I was trying to fiddle around with the mattress, but we basically took the mattress out, laid it on the floor and then laid, watched the movie, kind of made it like a real thing. But I was watching the, the uh, Fiesta Bowl game, Michigan and TCU was just out of control. Did you watch Ohio State, Georgia? It was equally out of control. I know. No, I watched, I missed the, um, I watched everything but like the last two minutes, which is terrible. But yeah, it was worst kick, worst kick to end the game. Yeah, I know. Game and kick attempt was. So I was thinking, it's like any time in college football that someone misses a kick, it's not just like by by a little bit. They like shake it. Yeah, it's either they just over drilling. Yeah, they're drilling it through the uprights, or it's landing like to the left of the stadium, like outside. (laughs) It's just like that's why college kickers are the best because they can also like just drill like a sixty yarder randomly. Yeah, but then like a thirty yarder, they'll pull like ten yards wide. Yeah, yeah it's like I thought. I thought that one got tipped. That's why I was like, <laughs> that must have been blocked. But he just absolutely like turtled that one. Yeah, yeah. terrible. It was terrible. Um. Okay. Well, before we kick this off, just on the in the vein of New Year's, do you guys have any favorite or or hated New Year's Eve traditions or events? I think the ball drop is stupid. I still don't really like. I get. I, I don't even get what York? it is. Yeah, the one in New York. Maybe didn't you go to that one time, Andrew? Yeah. Was it worth being there? Because on TV, it's stupid. No. <laughs> but it was also during like the Arctic, whatever that first polar, polar vortex. vortex thing was, and yeah. so it was miserable. But um, yeah, I've never really been a huge New Year's like New Year's resolutions. I also think are overrated. Um. But I understand why people want to kind of like turn the page and start the new year. So, yeah, new year, new me. I was doing um, a little bit of a deep dive into the polar vortex because we, I was out in Colorado for the holidays. <clears throat> and the day that we left, um, the next day, it was going to be negative 50 with the wind chill. And there was like a cold spell that was hitting basically the center of the US. So I was doing some research into like what is the polar vortex and what causes it was some interesting stuff. It feels like polar vortex and bomb cyclone were just invented like 10 years ago, yeah. probably less than that. And now they just happen all the time. Yeah. That's so, climate change, baby. I mean, technically it may have been invented. Uh, when did this show air, John? 1987. Yeah. December 31st, 1987. Maybe that uh, weather maker satellite. This is the genesis of the polar vortex. Could be. Could be. So this week's episode um, is called Hot Rodding Teenagers from Dimension X. So it aired, again, with the the first five episodes. We're on episode number four here. But aired basically back to back to back to back. 
Um, so this a little bit of controversy, whether or not this is December 31st or the second week of December, since there's some conflicting information out there. Um, but yeah, 1987, um, the next installment of the Ninja Turtles episode. So let's get into it. So we open up the episode, same graphic from before. It's uh, Michelangelo, but he's holding the katana blades that Leonardo is. So just some incorrect artwork there. Um, a brief recap of where the previous episode had left off. Um, I'm not sure actually if I remember since it's been so long. It's had some so the end, the yeah, the end of the last episode, they're like the mansion collapses. That's right, and they're drive. They drive away in Baxter Stockman's van. That's right. Yeah, they basically, yeah, steal Stockman's van as he's tied to the pole, mm-hmm. and and Michelangelo, I think, suggests maybe we should go back to his lab for. Um, some technology that we could use to track the technodrome. That's right. Yeah. So we pick up uh, at the start of this episode, turtles in April are driving Baxter's van. Um, They track it back to his lab. um, And there's some old equipment that's on the top floor of this building that they're hoping they can use to retrofit, retrofit the van uh, to make it into a little bit more useful. So they don't know how to get up to the top building, how to get the van up there. So they end up pushing it up a staircase Un- unclear at what floor <laughs> this is, but <laughs> theoretically it's yeah, just one it looks floor. Like, yeah. It's just like, I don't know how the, the van. Oh, never ending stairs. Yeah. yeah. Just like <laughs> world's wildest like, staircase. Also. Right. Or yeah, it's kind of like the question of how the ancient Egyptians built the pyramids. They would need a <laughs> ramp. That's like so long to get the things up there, the blocks up there. But yeah, they get, they push the van to the top of this building. Um, and then they, you know, they basically, uh, or Donnie takes any of the old spare equipment that's up there, rips the side off the van and starts to retrofit it um, with the new technology so they can use it to make it more useful. Yeah. So to me, this was kind of interesting. The, well, the first, the opening scene, very artsy. It's like a reflection in a puddle. I thought, because it starts, it looks like everything's upside down. So I thought that was pretty impressive that for a cartoon, they're doing like incredible opening shots. Did you do you notice too? So talking about art quality, uh, this season one is insane because there's only f- what five episodes I think mm-hmm. in this pilot season. So the detail, like even um, Shredder, because he's in one of the earlier scenes here. But if you look at his armor, he's got like shading on him that makes it look like his armor is reflective. Yeah, you know, mask and stuff. So I will say overall, and even with some of the turtle van driving scenes, like the art in this episode specifically really stands out. So that's yeah. definitely a kudos to the um, the artists that were working on this one. Yeah. yeah, I was I was noticing with a little bit later too with Bebop and Rocksteady, like the animation is all hand done at this point. So it is just very detailed. Where normally you see in this type of animation, there's a set background and then the yeah. parts that are being animated are very clear. But there was it's just a, a lot of detail. You're right. Yeah. Yeah, and then the other thing I noticed, like this is apart from maybe when they were lifting up the manholes, it's like the first show of their super strength yeah because like i always it's it's like i don't know growing up like you always know what weapons they have but you forget that they're like mutants that are super strong yeah because they push the turtle van yeah and the the donatello just like rips the side off of it yeah yeah that was almost more impressive than them push like they it seemed like they were struggling to push it up and then it's up there and he's just barehanding and ripping things apart Mm -hmm. yeah and they do um there's a little bit of exposition in terms of like (laughs) 
<laughs> they just steal Baxter's van and take him. And they're like, oh, you don't have to worry about Baxter anymore because the cops weren't too happy that his mousers <laughs> were trying to destroy the city. And the fact that April's apartment complex was just absolutely annihilated. Yes. So she, I guess she's homeless for the time being. Presumably, like, I don't, I'm not sure if anyone knows, like, she theoretically could be pronounced dead if she's just in the rubble of whatever building was destroyed. That's um, a good point. I didn't think about that part. Yeah. But it, it's funny, guys, like, as we were just talking about, like, where this episode picked up, like, they drove the van away. It, I think it's the same night that yeah. happened, but the cops have already booked Baxter and they already sort of know, like, what's going on. Well, so. She's got her hookups with um, the police chief for the that's news reporting stuff, you know? So that's right. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, but also keep in mind, because we've been recording this weekly over the last like month and a half or two months now but i think these series of events these are back to back to back nights in the turtles timeline so like april o'neill has had the craziest four days or three days of her life um and like the city of new york is now shook because buildings are imploding (laughs) you know what i mean like it's just wild times in new york city yeah 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 at one point in this episode they make reference that it's we we get away to Ron, but they like ask Mikey if he saw Crane yesterday. Yeah, so it's definitely the next day. Mm-hmm. John, do you know what kind of what kind of van the Turtle van is? Or Baxter Stockman's van? I told Andrew before, so yeah, uh, it's, it's a, a yellow van. It's a it's a Dodge A one hundred. Yeah, I've definitely seen those around. Which the specs? Guess what the zero to sixty time is on that van. The top speed is 55. <laughs> no, the top speed is 70 <laughs> miles an hour, actually. Those were the other facts. I don't know, four, four and a half seconds. It's four and a half? Like eight, like it's eight incredible. to 10 seconds or something. Uh, it's 49 seconds, zero to 60. Wow. It's got a, it's got a three speed. I'm assuming there's is an automatic, a three speed automatic transition. So to, to, to talk a little bit about the van. The driving stock shifters are enormous. If you go yeah, back off the wheel, watch it. Wheel. Yeah, off the wheel, it's like three feet out. So I think I, I was actually looking at that. I think one of them, two, two of them are fake. They're like whatever they add to the van. There's yeah. just the one column shift, which hmm. is huge. You're right. It's like it extends beyond the steering wheel, like a foot. It's like a bus yeah. driver. And I do think in later episodes, one of those levers does something so i think donnie did install some of them because there's also a cutaway scene i think from the last episode where they're driving away and you can see the steering wheel looks normal yeah but then the first scene here when they get in they've got like all those doohickeys running off the mm-hmm. side so yeah which is impressive yeah. that he did all that work because i think he just had a, like a wrench yeah yeah and his bare hands the, yeah the yeah. other crazy thing too though is and chris you probably notice this i'm sure you did too john but the van after they retrofit it it kind of looks like they add some vw bus like influence to it at least for yeah. the headlights so they're like mishmashing um van designs or pieces or parts i guess yeah yeah the front tire on the van is very like vw-esque yeah and even and the- even the uh the blinkers like above the headlights those little yeah. tiny blinkers i don't think the dot that dodge one has those right mm. i don't th- off the top of my head i don't know i don't think so though yeah. yeah, so just to round out this scene, and then we'll, we'll get into a little bit of something, but Donnie retrofits the van. He does this little speech that he talks about, you know, they're, as they're saying, you know, the, the turtles basically need to hunt down Shredder and save the humans. And Donnie's kind of like, why is it on the turtles? Like, this is a human problem. This isn't a turtle problem. 
Michelangelo's like, yeah, but it's the only thing that we're really good at. Like we were built for this. And he's like, oh yeah, okay, that makes sense. And then it continues to uh, to fix the van up. Um, anything to comment on that? Donnie just like he's so practical. Like him and Leo so far. Like we'll talk more about Leo later, but just very um, very practical, level headed, predictable mm-hmm. personalities. Yeah, like, and if they really stereotype the turtles into their personalities in these first couple episodes. Yeah. I was going to say that's like, it feels like this is like the first really tech savvy Donnie we've seen. Like he had that little improvised explosive thing or whatever, but like the turtle van is the first time he's really built something legit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it, it does set up a little bit to the episode that there's a little bit of, you know, teenage counterculture. Why is it rest on the young generation, which we can talk about, but what I wanted to cover um, and maybe we'll just do a little bit of a discussion snake draft here. Is just, you know, if you're upgrading or putting technology into the turtle van, what would you want to include in there? So we've, I think we've each made a, a list here and, and we can do a snake draft. I don't know who you want to go first. You go first. You just got okay. married. I'll go first. So I, I, I listed out 12 possible things. And now Wait, Andrew, to... do you want to go second or third? There's two There's two more. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Chris, you can go second. I'll round it out. All right. Beautiful. I'll okay. Second. Okay. I think uh, the first thing that I would put in here, and this is, I, I sort of thought about this just in terms of what's practical or what would be most convenient or what I would want in it. I'm going to go with toilet. Yeah, I'm gonna go. <laughs> That's what I number had. one toilet on there. Just you know, you basically live in that thing. So I'm gonna go toilet. Too small for four people plus April to share a toilet. I feel like though that's also my vote, and I specifically like in parentheses put urinal. Um, <laughs> I think a urinal actually works better. I feel like that's practical, but yeah, I don't know. You're driving around. You think you could stand up and pee? It seems. I don't know, but either way, toilet. Imagine the smell of a to- of a an actual toilet like in there. An R- it's kind of like an RV. It's kind of like what's on an airplane or a bus. Yeah, and I would also think how bad it smells when anybody does anything exhaust. in the bathroom there. I would have that's terrible exhaust. first pick. All right, my first pick. This is a classic. Any real vehicle customization needs this ejector seat. Hmm. Which just we- a classic bad guy in the car. Boom! Hit a button. He's launched through the roof. So. That is just standard. I think that's an easy number one pick. Did you just steal that from the neutrinos uh, thing? Uh, it was convenient that it was in there, but they're not yeah. the only. Think of every cool cartoon car ever or superhero car has an ejector seat. All right. All right. Not on my list. Didn't make yeah, it. Listen, not don't need to reinvent either. the wheel here. We're going with what works. We're reinventing the van. Yeah. So I'll throw this. This is kind of in John's camp. I'm sure he had it on his list, but. Um, so I did it from the mindset, if I was one of the turtles, what would I want? And because they don't seem to have any source of income, presumably, I assumed that it actually may be in their benefit if it's either if they install a hybrid or an electric battery because mm. gas prices in New York City in 1987. Fun fact, there's really not many gas stations in New York City. So that's an even better idea. So I also, it was, yeah, they've instituted, go ahead, Andrew, I was going to say 65 cents 
which doesn't sound like a lot right now, but that's down significantly from near one dollar prices in nineteen eighty six. So, yeah, they're going green because they are green. The green green team mm. machine, you know. Beautiful, love it. That's big, a decent pick. Big electric car guy. All right, now you, you go again, buddy. Snake well, yeah, drift. All right. <laughs> So now I'm we should going, do it. Uh, should we should change the name from snake since they're like amphibians? We'll have to figure that out. Turtle drift. Yeah, uh, I'm going. Uh, this isn't super original because it was mentioned as well, but I'm going Uni Pizza Oven. This episode is not sponsored by Uni, but um, <laughs> no free ads. Yeah, no free ads. But I do think uh, Michelangelo mentions that pizza oven would be nice. I think in yeah. season seven they actually have a pizza oven in there at one point. But I'm specifically going Uni because again. Uh, electric pellet heat source. Mm. Are those the yeah, little ones that like, go outside? Yeah. yeah, they get to like 800 degrees. Yeah. Mm. Dangerous okay. to have some that hot in a van, but... That's why I'm toilet right All, right, All right, my next one... You guys are going like creature comforts. I'm going with like what you need in the van. So I'm going to go with autopilot. It needs to be able to drive itself. Full self-driving, Chris? Yeah, they're they're teenagers. So number one, they shouldn't be driving. April's not always going to be there to drive. So I think just a simple autopilot, they can be in the back getting ready or doing what they need to do, let the van drive itself. Hmm. Okay. Okay, my pick, tough here. Just I'm going to say, say before you go, John, that's a classic Leo. Like Chris is falling right into his Leo. <laughs> character preference like very practical <laughs> pragmatic has to you know be logical yeah i'm gonna go uh air fryer built-in air fryer mm. i thought about air fryer <laughs> just, just like the first time i bought an air fryer and used it was just like life-changing even though it's like not that high tech it's just man yeah. if like perfect you just yeah you're cruising down the road you got a couple chicken yeah, nuggets that you tots, heat up. yeah throw some tots in there it's self-contained i was going to say that when i just said it's pizza oven yeah. yeah, you can cook a, a little pizza in there if you want to, Oof. but air fryer perfect. Yeah, yeah, I had air fryer on my list too, just right on there. So that's two that John had stole. Yeah, so I have a toilet, I have an air fryer. Number three, so this is, mm, I think I'm gonna go the tires that can automatically just parallel park you, like they can just turn and like they have the 360 motion that you can just go like oh, like crab way. walk like the crab yeah. walk um technology. just for parallel parking that's what you want no, just for, no just for well that's a benefit but i just oh. just for anything with like horizontal on, it's directional yeah 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 okay that i'll call that omnidirectional tires i was gonna do a tire one but i'm not gonna know because that it's too similar um i'm going with a water cannon so a lot of this stuff a lot of shredder stuff is robots so just blast them with some water. You know, you can. it's non-lethal. They seem to not want to kill people. So crowd what control. You, what are you, Captain Phillips over here? Ro- <laughs> robot killer. Roll up yeah, next water to a fire can. hydrant and park up so you have enough water. Where are you going to store this water? Where are you going to store a pizza oven? Self-conscious tank in there. Where are you going to store toilet waste? No, just uh, right <laughs> into the store streets, toilet buddy. waste. Just yeah, how are your axles going to work on an omnidirectional tire? Yeah, I don't even think those exist. To be honest, no access. Yeah, um, the Hummer tires. EV has crab walk, so they don't go fully horizontal, but no. or um, uh, lateral, but they do angle, so you can kind of like go I, at forty. Yeah, sometimes I see too like videos of like 
future concept cars. Like I, I feel like Mercedes had this one that had crazy tires that I saw, which kind of probably the idea. Listen, all I'm saying is it doesn't need to be a lot of water, precise water cannon. Take out a lot of take out a lot of like a power washing cannon. Yeah, clean things while you're at it. I mean, it's a good weapon, but I thought that was a genius idea. All right, Andrew. Uh, I'm going. So you guys really fucked up by not mentioning this. I'm just trying to see um, if it exists. No. (laughs) I was trying to see who is the advocate for it. Because I don't recall, I think Ralph Nader, but uh, seatbelts. Oh, seatbelts. Yeah. So, what? Uh, and the reason I mention this is twofold. This is One, because we're pro safety <clears throat> on this podcast, very pro safety. And then two. Um, so, but are we also pro freedom? <laughs> we're pro follow the law. Yeah, we're pro. Yeah, we're definitely pro law. We're lawful. But I will say. Um, so we, we did see seatbelts in the front seats here, but what you'll notice on the turtle van, uh, for those listening at home, spoiler alert, but the turtle van changes just like we're seeing like in the sewer right now, like the, the bedroom, you know, the bunk beds and all that stuff. Uh, sometimes they're wearing seatbelts. Sometimes they're just standing in the back of the van as it's moving. So for me, as a safety first advocate, I would um, say seatbelts would be something I definitely want in all aspects of the van. I mean, that's a lame. It's just a lame. It's already there, though. You're not, it's already. Not in the back seat. Like, you'll see the turtles. You want, like, his computer seat to have a seatbelt in it? everyone should have a seatbelt on. (laughs) Such a bad thing to say. Yeah. Think (laughs) of how many times they need to get in and out of the van quick, and they're going to have their seatbelt on and get stuck. I I agree you should have a seatbelt, but... That is your of the four things you would put in a van. That seatbelt. Wow. Okay. Well, I had urinal and air fryer on my list too, but you stole those. So seatbelt. <laughs> what was your list? How many things do you have on your list? I always go with like 12. five or six. Am what? I the only one that took this seriously and did like things that would help? <laughs> they're helping me. Yeah, they're helping me too, buddy. Pizzas. <laughs> <laughs> I had a parabolic mic on there. You know, like the ones they hold in the NFL, the little dome things. Why listening on people. That? What do you mean? So they can hear inside buildings and stuff? <laughs> you could have put a boom mic all the way at the top. No, of the not, a, not a boom mic, John. A parabolic mic. <laughs> That's what you said when they're... You just said what they're using in documentaries. No, what I said in the NFL when they're holding the, the plastic dish thing, oh, the guy on the oh, sidelines. Oh, I didn't know what those were. I thought those were tambourines. Oh, no. yeah, those things. Yeah. It's only, Chris, it's only as good as the medium through which the sound is traveling. So if they're in a building... Are we sure yeah, that through a window or something? Are we sure a parabolic mic isn't already on there? Like they have that radar spinning thing in the front. You think the they top. don't have seatbelts? They don't. I know for a fact they don't have seatbelts in the back. Fact. What about the front? Chris, you, Andrew was supposed to go twice. He's no, over. That was it. his third that's pick. Three. We're done. Oh, there's four. I thought we were doing four. No, three. You guys complained. Yeah. I you said. can do an honorable mention. God. I don't have one. I had. I said four. Jesus. Well, All right, well, I'll, I'll, some honorable mentions. You want some honorable mentions? Yeah, go for it. An automatic refilling jar of the fruit-flavored Tootsie Rolls. Fruit-flavored? No. How good are those? How good are those? Yeah, they I are. Mean, you could auto-fill a lot better candy than that. Yeah. No, I don't think so. Starburst? Skittles? I just had a vending machine. Eat Skittles? Vending machine? Yeah, make a little money and you get snacks. Make Nobody rides for stuff. free. 
Uh, I had a six-disc CD player. Jeez, <laughs> those weren't even around. You'd be like one of the ones that goes in the back. That's yeah. how big. Yeah, I had one of yeah. those in my sub. And yeah, eight-track player, John. <laughs> Andrew, how come you didn't have airbags? What else did you want? Andrew um, had anti-lock brakes, windshield wipers, <laughs> <laughs> motor oil, <laughs> In- intermittent windshield wipers. That's Andrew's fifth pick. <laughs> uh, adaptive cruise control, air conditioning. Yeah. All adaptive. I had a water cooler on there, so you just uh, make sure you stay hydrated. And then I, okay. I also had a glove warmer for those cold New York days. You just you hop in, you pull out the gloves, you, you pop them on. I don't know how it's possible, but John may have lost every single snake draft that <laughs> yeah. we've done so far. What is a glove warmer? I don't exactly know. what it sounds like. like. The hand warmers? No, it's like a little, you like where the glove box is, say you just have like a little mini oven in there that warms up your gloves. Okay. You or you could just have heat in the vehicle. Pizza oven. My last one. So the, the car that I rented in Colorado, it was a Mazda, but it had the heads up display for the yeah. speed, which I thought I didn't like at first, but then I grew to like it. I would just like a heads up display of all, like you're playing a video game. Like it's got everything on the windshield. I don't know. I was thinking maybe a 3d printer that can make stuff if they need it. Yeah. That was all I had left on mine. Okay. All right. So I'll recap there. Um, okay. I thought it was four rounds. So I probably would have picked differently, but I had toilet air fryer, <laughs> omnidirectional tires. Chris, you had ejector seat, autopilot, and a water cannon. Yep. And a parabolic mic? No. I'm confused. That was an honorable mention. Oh. And then Andrew had an electric battery, a pizza oven, and seat, <laughs> and seat belts. <laughs> <laughs> It's yep. like Andrew didn't know what we were drafting. <laughs> no, I, I was doing it from the sense of I love lamp. What as a turtle? Because I already have as Raphael, I'd have the best ninja skills of the team anyway. So what would I like from a convenience factor, not necessarily like weapons? I'm trying to think. Was Raphael even in this episode? Yeah. Like he was yeah, just he just complained a little seat. bit. Yeah, they just put him as like the um, like sarcastic comment guy. Mm. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he didn't throw. Man, he didn't throw any, any size into guns to explode them this, this uh, yeah. episode. That's such a move. Okay, back to the episode. So um, they update the van to get the van out of the building. They just rumble down the stairs. That's the only way they can get out. They use gravity. Um, April drives the van. We cut to the Technodrome back to update on Shredder and Krang. So this is presumably right after they leave the mansion they're sort of rumbling around in the earth's in the earth's crust, um, and they talk a little bit about Shredder is doing experiments in the Technodrome where he's trying to figure out the best mutations for the punks. Um, you know, I think he's carrying out some other things to try to figure out how to be a better villain because he's absolute garbage right now. And then Krang starts to talk about the fact that he has this army that's been amassed in Dimension X that's ready or at the ready for, you know, Shredder to use or to, for them to use to get Krang a body. Um, and we get a little bit of background on Krang that he's been banished to the another dimension to Earth. Uh, and in the banishment, he's lost his body. So he's kind of just a brain, obviously, that's sitting out there. Uh, but Shredder has this great idea that the technology that he wants to get um, that he thinks will destroy Yoshi is this army that Krang has amassed in Dimension X. So he builds a portal um, to get the army there. 
transdimensional portal. Yeah, he's a, also it's Lord Krang. We find out. Oh, I'm sorry. He's royalty, apparently. Yeah. Um, you know, we learned Dimension X is a place of total war that's been going on for, you know, God knows how long. Um, and yeah, Shredder opens the portal and then flying through almost immediately are three, I think three cars, two, two of two these. Cars. I think cars three. Original. No, there's yeah. two. Yeah. The neutrinos are, you know, these creatures that come through, there's two like old looking cars that come flying through and then they're closely followed by some type of Jeep that ends up being uh, new characters that we'll introduce. Yeah, so I got a couple comments there. Transdimensional portal, so that's significant because um, this is the first introduction to Dimension X, but it obviously will be a uh, prevalent theme throughout. But do you guys see how big the Technodrome is, whatever room they're in, and how big that portal is? Yeah. Especially it's, like it's big enough for cars to just easily fly around. Yeah, like, and then later in the episode, um, like when Donnie's standing in front of it, he legitimately looks like a peanut standing next to you know like a I don't know, something huge wow like the screen looks like words. it's 100 feet tall is what, <laughs> probably what i would say yeah even um, the controls look big like when he's standing next to the control and that i know the shot you're talking about he's like dwarfed by the computer yeah. screen yeah yeah but the neutrinos um so it's just it's funny because everything so far in these four episodes is like teenagers are bad, like punks, punk rock uh, teens especially are bad, and the neutrinos come through. They're driving, like John said, um, like modern flying hot rods from like the seventies and eighties. They've got their like hipster or hippie lingo, like Daddyo. Come like. Uh, I think Das says Daddy-O right away. Um, but there's three of them. So Dask has the protruding hair that like comes out far. Kala is the the redhead or orange hair. Um, and then Zach, there's a little fun fact in here, Chris. Zach is the guy with the sunglasses. His name yeah. is spelled Z-A-K, just like Zach Peterson. Classic. Another Classic. alien legend. Yep. Plagiarism, perhaps? The cars, by the way, not their based off 50s Cadillacs. I was trying to figure out what exactly they were. It's a mishmash, but... Yeah. Um, the other thing, too, is the the neutrinos, they look like they're not... They're from a different cartoon. Like, it felt like a crossover episode that they were in there. I felt like they didn't fit the same oh, kind like of animation. Story. Oh, gotcha. Just They look like... Remember that cartoon? It was like a bunch of race cars driving around. From like the 80s or whatever. No. What? There's a show that it was like a race show. You don't know what I'm I was hoping one of you guys would know the name of it. Whatever. No. Somebody out there listening will get it. They'll know what I mean. Okay. Um, we do. So they, act- so they skirt through. Did, where Where did you just end with your uh, synopsis, John? Are the, the uh, Stone Warriors through yet or no? Yeah, I, I mean, it was what, what the only thing I was going to mention before we sort of end out this section of the show and get in more into the teenagers was just they, we do get a glimpse of the global trade center that is in New York, which is absolutely the World Trade Center. So, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, no, I, I was just going to say the teenagers and the Stone Warriors come through and then um, 
we'll get into a little bit about what they're doing running around the Technodrome. But did you want to say something, Andrew? I was just going to say, I was going to mention the World Trade Centers too. So without a doubt, we're in New York City, Manhattan. So like that's for sure. I think the other piece um, here that's interesting is um, uh, the neutrinos. Like how what are the odds of them like the portal gets open i don't know what the portal looks like actually in dimension x but like how is it that they're aiming to get the rock or the rock soldiers or the stone warriors whatever you want to call them through but the neutrinos somehow fly through first like what are the odds of that actually happening yeah the with with crane's technology you know what i mean like he creates a transdimensional portal but like he can't put it where he needs to or like only get yeah. certain people through i don't understand that yeah i think the way that they explain it is the transmissional portal definitely opened in a battlefield and the neutrinos were just flying through the battlefield being chased by the stone warriors i think just wreaking havoc so i think what it is just opened on the battlefield it just happened to be when they was getting disrupted by these hooligans gotcha and they end up flying through well that I maybe mean, we can talk about what they are on but like that whole premise doesn't make like why would they chase the neutrinos? You know what I'm saying? Like it, it they entered the they entered the technodrome as if like the neutrinos were battling chased. the stone people, stone warriors. But if they were just flying over a battlefield and then the stone warriors just like took off after them. Yeah, I think that gets resolved. Face. That gets resolved in a later episode because the neutrinos. This isn't the only episode that they're in. No. So at some point, that definitely gets answered. I don't remember how how long we have to wait, but all right, that makes sense so. for sure. Got it. Okay, well, let me. Uh, I'll continue this episode. We can cover some of the stuff. So the neutrinos fly through. They're like, "Hey, we have to get out of this technodrome." They blast a hole through it and then fly out. And the stone warriors end up, I think, just getting a little bit lost in the technodrome. They're on they, foot. They get shot down. Yeah. They yeah, they oh, crash and. To the wall or something too, don't they? No. So be, this is one of my notes: is Bebop and Rocksteady finally oh, do something yeah. right? Oh yeah. So they fly through the portal. They can't hit the neutrinos, but then they blast the Stone Warriors out of the air. <laughs> yeah. At this so point, it's like too, the first oh, thing yeah. they've ever done. Yeah. But it's actually bad because they yeah. weren't supposed to be. Yeah. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. So they shoot down the Stone Warriors, Andrew. I think you have the names of them somewhere. General. Yeah. Something. General Trag or Trog. T R A A G. Um, so he's the the brown, like the buffer guy, and then um, uh, what's the other Granitor, mm. and Granitor is the other one. So he's the one with the pointy nose. Mm. So the reason I know about these guys and the neutrino specifically is um, I showed this in the f- the first episode, but collecting the eighty seven action figures, they have a neutrino set, and then they have a general Trag and Granitor action mm. figure set too. So they are, they're pretty cool. I'm like on the edge, teetering on the edge of um, being sucked into like collecting every single one, which I don't want to do because yeah. there's like A dozens and dozens. But the neutrino set is pretty cool, and so isn't the um, you know the the rock warriors or stone warriors, whatever they're called. So Granitor is on. He's unranked. That's my understanding. I mean, well, it's a general. The first guy's oh. a general, so he's just not—he's a private. 
Oh, he's second in command of the rock soldiers from Dimension X, apparently. Second, so the general and the second in command were chasing these teenage neutrinos. Yeah. That's pretty, yeah. That's poor leadership in an army. Yeah. That's like, no wonder why they're floundering. Um, so the yeah, the Bebop and Rocksteady are shooting at the Stone Warriors. I assume it. I assume these are lasers that they're shooting. But a little bit later in the episode, there's some police that show up that also they shoot blue lasers, but it's like bullets. So I'm not 100 percent sure what's going on here. That's just to be kid friendly. <laughs> they don't want to bullets whizzing. They'd rather do lasers. Yeah. <laughs> So, um, and then, you know, Shredder's like, everyone stopped fighting in the general, and they're, they're like, okay, they basically stopped fighting. Um, the Stone Warriors go marching through the Technodrome and stumble upon Lord Krang and realize that um, this is where that he's been banished. Um, they get a little bit of background on who the neutrinos are. So they're a gang of juvenile delinquents that refuse to join any army and encourage people to have fun. They're kind. Um, I wrote here that they're kind of like hippies. It almost seems like where they're the counterculture, where they're living this dimension with all this war and they just want to have fun. Yeah. They're like a mix of like greasers and hippies. Mm -hmm. And then the part I thought was funny, like Crane gave this whole little speech before Shredder opened the portal about how nobody can see that he's been turned into a brain and lost his body. And then the first thing that happens is like they see that he's a brain and lost his body. And he's so tiny in that scene. Like he's like minuscule when they're talking to him. And I feel like in the other episodes, like he was like the size of like maybe a basketball or something. Yeah. And in this one, he's like an actual brain size. Yeah, that was definitely interesting. But he's also terrified, it seems like, of the neutrinos. Or like uh, maybe not terrified, but very irate that the neutrinos are on earth it seems yeah. like you know again it gets flushed out later but it seems like that the neutrinos and the stone warriors are like there's a history there of some sort because again crane is very adamant on getting rid of the neutrinos now that they're on earth yeah and what what i found too was a little bit later in the episode, the neutrinos are talking to the turtles and just describing who Krang is and the fact that he is just this brain looking dude, but they don't see Krang when they fly through the portal. And so the only way that they would know who he is and that he's a brain is because his being banished from dimension X was so noteworthy. And the fact that he lost his body, that it's almost like common fact that everyone knows it happened. Which is then like, why is Krang doesn't want anyone to see him? Maybe he's just embarrassed or like they know that he has no body. He just doesn't want to be seen, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. And like why, if Krang is the, I think they call them like overlord. Like he was clearly the leader of yeah, the Stone so Warriors. Yeah. So if he's banished, like why they're just still going? Did someone replace him? Like I feel like there's more there. Yeah, they have to avenge his banishment. Who banished him? If he's so strong. I'm, yeah, we have a lot of unanswered questions here. So um, neutrinos are flying around New York City. The turtles, in the meantime, are they want to go find the Technodrome. They're about to just rumble down the subway. And then that's when the neutrinos fly out. And they're like, hey, did we almost just get buzzed by a couple of old cars? They turn around. <clears throat> the teenagers are flying around. They mention gyro, like there's no gyro burgers or asteroid fizzle on Earth. Um so like where what is this place? The turtles um, are tracking down the neutrinos, 
<laughs> there's kind of a funny scene where they have the radar and they can see the cars just buzzing all around New York. And is it Leo who's like, yeah, we can figure out where they're going to be based on the patterns of where they've been. And then instantly just determines we have to be right at this spot to intersect them, which I thought was funny. Yeah, it kind of reminded me of um, like Leo would be if I were doing a snake draft of what was that game called? Jazz ball. Jazz ball. What? Do you remember that? Jazz ball. I don't even know what that is. Or um, snake. Is it jazz ball? Yeah. <laughs> jazz, but sounds oh, like a new dream. talking about the old just uh, video game that was. Like, yeah, yeah that was on like the phones. It was called snake. Isn't just snake. Well, snake is snake. one. Of them, but jazz ball is um. <laughs> It's two balls that are bouncing and you have to like split it in half and keep keep the balls from like intersecting. So anyway, I just reminded me like jazz ball. I think that's pong. No. I don't know what you're describing. I All thought right. pong too, but it doesn't make sense. All right. Well, you guys can educate yourselves, but it's like jazz, <laughs> jazz ball. Jazz ball's made up. And I would pick him for the first, like if I was drafting my jazz ball team, Leo would be first <laughs> because he literally found like the exact intersection point and he would be great at that game too. Yeah. I'd pick him for my snag ball team. <laughs> <laughs> Just going to make up games. I feel like Donnie should have been the one to say that though. Like he was, he was looking at the radar and then... I, like Leo said, the pattern. I think Donnie was like, "You can read this. Like, this makes no sense." Yeah. And he just points right there. Yeah, yeah. So they they basically use an ejector seat that's in Chris. There's already an ejector seat in the turtle yeah. van. Interesting. Like, it's but, not in the turtle van. It's in the neutrinos car. No, 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 no. That's how there, they get up to there, the neutrinos. There is a around. launch pad. Yeah. It's turtle not launcher. an ejector seat. It's a launch pad. Drone. Turtle launcher. Okay. Yeah, is what oh, they call it. Turtle, turtle launcher. launcher. I mean. An ejector seat's a defensive mechanism. For when turtle launcher is an offensive smoked. mechanism. The only time you use an ejector seat is when you're getting absolutely trounced. Terrible pick. Anyways. But I will say that turtle launcher is from the intro. Like I don't know if you guys noticed, but that's the same scene that they use in the intro where um like when the turtles are first on the screen, they get launched from the van, then they're flying through and they're like, you know, Leo and Donnie and Mikey are all, all doing their own stuff. So. Has there been an intro video since the first episode? I don't think so. Okay. I thought I was just missing them. No. So they they get shot up to the Neutrinos two cars. It ends up being Michelangelo and Leonardo get the car that has the one Neutrino. And then Donatello and Raphael are in the other car to overtake the two Neutrinos. Donatello and Raph really don't have any issues. They basically put him in the back seat. And, yeah, Kala uh, and um, yeah. Uh, Drax, or whatever his name is, uh, Dax, they get shoved in the back like pretty quick. Yeah, and they just give up pretty easily. Uh, Raph, or no, Mikey and Leo get ejector seated as a defense mechanism. They end up hanging on. They're climbing down the spring, and Leonardo... <laughs> It's just super lame line where he's like, I'm going to overtake and disarm the driver using my elbow pad. <laughs> <laughs> Which he actually ends up doing. Um, they crash the cars into the street um, and basically end up realizing that the neutrinos and the turtles are on the same side. Um, they flew through the Technodrome spotted shredder and then they end up being getting a little bit of background on you know what they're doing, but end up becoming friends pretty quickly. Yeah, and noteworthy here. I think we get a Calabunga reference. Calabunga. Uh, so I think that's number three total. 
there were two previous and then um i mentioned this earlier but um dax that's is actually his name uh he drops a daddy o line mm. yeah plus we get the the book him donna line did you yeah. guys catch that no, Hawaii I, I mean, reference i i caught it and i wrote it down because i thought dono he was just like nicknaming donatello um but apparently it's from something else oh yeah Hawaii five oh come on do you guys know that no never was hawaii five oh around in the 80s yeah definitely yeah Uh, so then they catch the neutrinos. April rolls up, has absolutely no idea what's going on. She's always getting left behind in the van. Um, and then we cut to a scene where they're they're in an arcade playing games, which I guess makes sense because these the neutrinos encourage people to have fun. So what better fun than to go to a, an arcade and play some video games? Um, there's a couple of clowns, I think, that are serving pizza. And then we get a little bit of a preview into the fact that Michelangelo was like obsessed with Kala. He like falls in love with her where he's like, we're not going to let anyone hurt you in this dimension. Like you're going to be okay. You're going to be safe with us. Um, we, <clears throat> I think we cut back to the Technodrome where Shredder's basically like, okay, you stone warriors, you have to go catch the turtles and neutrinos. So they hop in the Techno Rover. So it's a new vehicle. That's the, you know, most state of the art vehicle that, Shredder's created to go destroy things. Um, Stone Warriors hop in the Techno Rover. They end up rolling up in the arcade, blasting open, destroying this establishment. It turns into a wasteland. Um, and then we get a little bit of a fight scene between the Turtles and the Stone Warriors. Yeah. And yeah. I, Chris, I think you noticed the same thing I did. So there is a scene in there. I think it's around 11 minutes and 50 seconds, if I remember correctly, that uh, Leo's pulling his katanas out and it looks like he also has another set or at least one more katana on his back but what yep. i realized later in the episode is it's they've included the sheaths that hold the katanas in this episode so there's another scene later towards the end where he pulls them out again and then you can see for sure that the, it's not a second set it's um the sheath to hold them okay so that makes sense because then at the end of the episode he puts like a sheath on yeah so the top of the sheath is just gray yeah it's weird yeah that makes it's sense weird. But uh, technically, it doesn't look like it, it, inconsistency with the other animation from the other episodes and later on. But um, I think it's it's sound. That makes sound sense. Yeah. yeah, I mean, April, she was a little bit worried about what else might have come through Dimension X. So she ends up being right that it's the Stone Warriors. They all hop in the van. Um, turtles gun it out of their neutrinos, hop in their cars. They're, you know, the their cars have been outfit with weapons that are required by law in dimension X. Um, so turtles pull sort of the old move, drive away, bang a UE and start driving right back at playing chicken with a techno rover to which, um, they open the side door, no seatbelt, I suppose. And Leo has his katana and slices the treads on the techno rover as if they were tires and the thing just gets crumbled. So, not that effective of a, of a machine, I suppose. Yeah. My note here says definitely Leo's katanas are made of vibranium because there's no way yeah. he could just slice through like a tank, essentially. Yeah. Also, I never understood until this episode, like when you look at the turtle van, it has like that weird pad thing on the side. It's so when it opens like that, it's the door isn't like dragging on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Those four like squares are. Yeah. I never knew what those like, were. I was like, it never made sense to me. Now I saw that and I was like, oh, that makes sense. 
Yeah. Mm. Do you know what I'm talking about, John? Mm-hmm. No. Yeah. And then there was, oh. I don't know, I think it was that scene. There's like, Raph makes like this old timey, I forget yeah. what he says. Yeah, so it's when they, you know, basically they have a little bit of shit over the Stone Warriors and then they hear cops coming out. Oh, yeah. And Raph's like, yeah, someone must have tattled on the sea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just like out of nowhere. And then he just like folds back into the van. <laughs> he does. I think before that, though, I think he's shooting the laser, like, because the right <clears> side <throat> of the van, the door, uh, I think, splits in half. So it, it opens like a normal door. And on it is what Donatello was installing earlier in the episode, which was like a laser shooter. So I don't remember. I think. That happens right around there when he makes that lame lame comment. <laughs> just like yeah. he just like says it, and then the thing falls back in the van. He just like disappears. Yeah, but yeah, the, the most the most no- noteworthy thing about that scene is how lame Leo is because once again he wants to go back and confer with Master Splinter before they hatch a plan, and that was the that's same. leadership. That's not lame. That's lame because uh, yeah. Anyway, John will talk about the next scene, but I think Leo Leo so far is my least favorite turtle in these first four episodes okay he's just yeah i mean i think we've all stated our clear favorites um yeah so turtles end up going back to master splinter to consult the stone warriors are then trying to escape they hop in a surface level truck (laughs) they can't figure out how to drive it they turn they like try to turn the radio on they basically hop out and like hey we don't know what we're doing here uh, getting a little bit of a shootout with the police that have come up. And before they go back to the Technodrome, they bust out a weather maker. That is one of Krang's old designs that can, you know, in a couple hours, turn the weather into whatever they want. I think they turn it to chaos mode and then total, throw it Total up. chaos. Yeah. yeah. Total chaos. Yeah. There was like bright, bright, sunny day, light rain and total chaos. So they throw it up into the sky and then bounce, um, trying to destroy the whole city with the weather. Um, that would, you know, be a defense for them. Yeah. Shout out to the cops, just open firing. Yeah. No commands. And there's like thousands of them. Not just cops, like the military was there too. because the Yeah. Tank the tank was, was cruising in the yeah. little convoy. Yeah. 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 I mean, I guess when you're, you know, presumably it is total chaos in New York as things are flying around, buildings getting totaled. They have, you know, a national guard that's out there to protect them, but yeah, yeah, they come with some heavy artillery. Streets um, otherwise empty. Nobody else on the roads. Yeah. I mean, everyone's just fearful that, uh, shelter in place. Yeah. yeah. Um, so with the introduction of the weather maker, what I thought would be fun to do, I've, I've scripted out four different scenarios that, Andrew and Chris are both have not heard or seen. I'm going to read. It's only a couple sentences each, but I'm going to read them. And then what I would like for you two to do is tell me how you would use the weather maker to either how how you would use the weather maker in each of these situations. Let's kick shout. Does that make sense? Yeah. Are we are we both doing all of them? Or are we splitting them up? No. Nope. I've got right. I've got four total, Chris. I. I can go first. I can go you first. Okay. Um, so I'm going to read the scenario um, and tell me at the end how you would use the weather maker in this yeah. scenario. I knew this was going to, I honestly don't know how to, I did no prep because I didn't, yeah, there is no I don't prep. know what to expect here. This will yeah. be interesting. There, there is no prep. <laughs> okay. Hold on. Let me just 
bear with me here. Okay. And we're, and we're doing any weather, right? We're not just the three options. Whatever you want. Yeah, I'm assuming right. it can do any weather you want. Yeah, whatever you want. Whatever you want. You get points for creativity. Wait, okay. one second. Just weather or do like natural? Like a tornado. I saw a tornado in the cartoon, so that counts. Yeah. Yeah, we can do okay. that sort of stuff. Yeah, tornadoes weather. That's a weather phenomenon. Extreme weather. Yeah, it's extreme. Well, like an earthquake's not, right? No, earthquake's okay. not weather. Just clarify. No. Okay. All right, Chris. You're 12 years old. You hop in a minivan with your two brothers. You're in the way back seat with the window cracked and your smash mouth CD loaded into your Walkman <laughs> with on your headphones and you doze off to nap. Life is good. You wake up hours later and realize that you just rolled up to a family reunion at some random second uncle's house, and you don't know anyone there. It's 98 degrees, not a cloud in the sky, no shade, and the only food left are warm deviled eggs that have been sitting in the sun for two hours. <laughs> How are you using the weather maker? Mm. So the, I'm going to talk through my process. The obvious answer w- would seem to be a rain out, but... You can easily move that food inside, and then you're just in a house. You're Sorry. crammed in a house with a bunch of people, so that's out. <clears throat> so I'm going to go with. It's so hot. I'm going with a like a forest fire. You know, yeah. so hot it's going to cut. Something catches on fire. Smoke. Got evacuate. Yeah. Yeah. Can't have all those people around. Can't go inside because of smoke. So you just you're turning the van around, and um, listen to walking on the sun all the way back home. All right. Okay. <laughs> that, was, I like that. that was an obvious mousetrap. I just stepped right over. I saw that rain coming. <laughs> no, I just, you know, I'm just I'm curious how you were going to respond. There's no right or wrong answer. So. Also, there's nothing wrong with a warm deviled egg if you know it, it hasn't been out there for a while. Room temperature or a slightly warm deviled egg is fine. Well, it, it's been out there for exactly two hours per my scenario. So yeah, it's, still, eat it's still good to eat. No, it's still good to eat. It's still good. Under a tent or directly oh. in the sun? Not a cloud in the sky, no shade, and the only food left is a warm deviled egg. Yeah, I'm not eating that. No, no, absolutely not eating that. Andrew's eating. He just said he'd eat it. Yeah, I'd eat too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's my scenario, John? Didn't we talk about deviled eggs on here? Andrew was saying the secret ingredient to a deviled egg. No, that wasn't was on a, here. That was just <laughs> in general. Okay. Well, what is the secret ingredient? I'll have to tease it on the Twitter. Okay. Yeah. We'll take okay, a Okay, Andrew. <laughs> Andrew. Yeah. You're 29 years old. You're getting the dog ready for a nice stroll through the local park. You hop out of the Jeep, leash up the pup, and start your walk. About two minutes in, you see a giant black balloon surrounded by about 15 to 20 people, all with phones pointed at a couple. It's a gender reveal party. Love him or hate him, what are you using the weather maker for? Mm, so it's we don't know whose gender reveal it is. So I'm going. Um, we do not. Okay, and I have the, I have Porter with me. All right, I'm going. Uh, avalanche. <laughs> oh, beach! <laughs> I'll walk through my logic. I'm going to avalanche because I've been I've been a part of gender reveals and I've been to plenty. I'm over it, so I want the avalanche to come down and just wipe out respectfully without any casualties <laughs> just carry it out of my way um but the other reason i go avalanche it's is because focused avalanche just yeah yeah, yeah just like a stream avalanche um but the other reason is porter loves rolling in the snow so mm-hmm. as a byproduct of taking out the 
distraction, he also gets the roll in the snow, and then we can get back on with our walk. I like it. Smart. Although I will say, I think a balloon in an avalanche it would like carry you to the top. Well, so I don't know if you're eliminating the, the balloon. It is one of the avalanche techs where it's it's almost like this vest that you, if you're in an avalanche as a skier or a hiker yeah, or whatever, it'll you inflate. Yeah, because big, you know, big balls tend to come at the top, and small balls tend to go low. So. <laughs> Okay, Chris, scenario number two for you. Your big it's balls cheap. or small balls? Yeah, I'm just not going to say anything about that. <laughs> well, I was going to say there's that is it ACDC? I've got big balls, that song? Yeah. I think this song, yeah. I've got the biggest balls of them all. Yeah. It's like classic, just 12 years old, yeah. giggling to yourself. Okay, Chris, it's January 19th, 2002. You're sitting in the living room on a snowy night with the television tuned to the AFC championship oh, game Jesus. where your favorite team is taking on the up and coming, not yet proven New England Patriots. The dulcet tones of Greg Gumbel and Phil Sims are taking you later into the evening. It's approximately 25 degrees Fahrenheit with light snow that's forecast to get a little heavier throughout the night. What do you do with the weather maker? Mm. What, what time... How far? The game hasn't started yet? Uh, it's just starting. Uh, this is I, the think, I think I need a lightning storm. <laughs> this is I need infamous. to delay the game. <laughs> so I'm going with a lightning storm to push the game until the next day. For, yeah, get for out, get out of the weather. This, this is the I need, infamous I mean, game. Yeah, I need to get out of the snow. The, the tough part is it wasn't really the snow. So am I just delaying the inevitable? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm going with a I'm going with a lightning storm. Delay the game. I was hoping it was it was further enough along where if the game got canceled, it would just be counted as final. But mm. we're just we're delaying it. We're going with the well, lightning storm. Have, yeah. I mean you have you you can control when the weather. You just you know maybe a little maybe a little oh yeah, actually when I throw it up I get two hours, right? So throw that bad boy up there. By the time two hours goes by, we're winning that game. <laughs> Talk for a word. I don't I don't I mean, they wouldn't just call the game. Like, yeah, the, severe enough lightning storm. No, the, was that no, played in a dome though? It. Wasn't it the Super Bowl? No, no that was the, no, the snow game. Chip. Yeah, that was in New England. Yeah, yeah. All right. That, yeah, that checks out. Like, I'm going one. with lightning. Okay. Thunder snow, Jim Cantori style. All right. What's my <laughs> last one, Joe? Okay. Last one, Andrew. It's four o'clock on a lovely evening at the wedding of your best friend. You're a groomsman in his wedding, and the day is everything that the couple hoped it would be. There's just one problem. You aren't the biggest fan of his future spouse. It's not hatred, but there's something that's just off. Maybe it was a time in college where you made buffalo chicken dip for the guys, and they just wouldn't stop eating all of it. Either way, the two of you just never really got along. You reach in your back pocket and feel the weather maker. How are you using that bed, Larry? Uh, Sharknado. <laughs> 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 right because right, I, I, like, I don't like the the bride is that what it was yeah sharknado just a rogue shark just comes out and just snatches her head off <laughs> and gone <laughs> Freak never accident. saw the movie collect you never saw sharknado life insurance policy on that and you're good oh. to go. was tara reed in that i don't know I i've think... actually never seen it i just think it's hilarious like the concept of it i think tara reed's dead there's, there's multiple sharknados there's like She's five, not, it looks no. like. What? She's not dead. Tara Reed? Yeah. 
pretty sure she's dead. No, I think she's still alive. Um, she's dead on the inside. Brittany Murphy. Oh, yeah. yeah. I am thinking of Brittany Murphy. <laughs> it's weird that I would <laughs> just know who you're <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Tara Reid was in Sharknado. Yeah. So was, uh, what's his name from... Um, she's also almost Urkel. 50. Urkel was in Sharknado. Really? Pretty sure. Tara Reid is 47. She's old. She is. All okay. Right. All right. That was fun. So... Back to the episode. So Storm, Stone Warriors, they've left the cops. They get back to the Technodrome. Um, the Turtles are in discussions with Shredder, who realizes that... Or no, sorry. The Turtles are in discussions with Splinter, not Shredder. But Splinter realizes that Shredder's working with Krang in Dimension X to get his technology to be able to defeat him. Um. This is where I had a note about how the neutrinos would know that Krang was just a brain. Again, it must be just well known when he was banished. Uh, we learned that there's, I wrote down zillions of stone warriors that are in Dimension X. Just an absurd number. So we don't really have a sense of how big this dimension is, but there's zillions. That's at least. I mean, that could be an exaggeration, John. I know, but if it's not, it's a lot of stone warriors. <laughs> Is a zillion an actual? It's not an actual thing, right? I don't think so. A zillion? Yeah, it is. That's a real number. Zillion a zillion is, is not an a extremely real number. large number of people or things. He says it like he's like they're like how many are there? He's like zillions. He's like he's just saying a lot. <laughs> I he's not I like really there's thought, a zillion there. I really thought zillion was a number. It's not. No, yeah, no. it's an expression. I will say um, the wow. best part about this scene is. Did you guys catch that classic sewer dojo music that's played like do 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 Oh yeah, that one. Yeah. I don't even know that as dojo music. Well, if you play Shredder's Revenge when you go into like the dojo option, that it's the same music. It's like um it's like a weird electric like harpsichord. Yeah, whatever it is. Um but it's awesome, and it's one of my favorite TMNT tunes or riffs mm-hmm. of all time. Oh, it's the too. same. I think it's the same theme music for Jazz Ball. <laughs> 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 I did Google what Jazz Ball is. I definitely never played that. Anyways, so there's cool dojo music. Um, the turtles, for whatever reason, they go back up to the surface, and they come up through a phone booth. Like a classic, like, oh, I yeah. I didn't notice that. Yeah, like the way that they get back up to the surface is like an elevator into a phone booth, which I think is just classic. Yeah, that's right. Um, that's when they realize that the weather is going crazy. So there's a lot of snow and just giant chunks of ice that are in the streets. Yeah, like water uh, ice cubes falling from the sky. Yeah. Um, we learn that it's the middle of June, so we have a little bit of perspective of when this is. So it's hot. Um, the their ultimate goal though is to get back to the technodrome which they do very quickly which is funny because they have such issues tracking it before but for this episode they like automatically get to the technodrome with the neutrinos yeah it's because the so i don't think they flesh it out here but the rationale is the whole outfitting of the turtle van was to track Mm. the technodrome so they i don't think they specifically like you see donnie I don't know if he's looking at the radar for the Technodrome, but they're at least able to track the neutrinos. And then the idea is, you know, they ultimately are their goal is to track the 
technodrome. So they use that tech, whatever it is, or introduce later to then find it. Well, didn't they say that it's under the global trade center? Yeah. So maybe because it's stopped, it's easier to track. Yeah, maybe. Like it just blips on the radar or something. Well, yeah, that checks out if it's the turtle tech. That makes sense. Um, so they get into the Technodrome pretty easily. Their goal is to reopen dimension the Dimension X portal so that they can get the Stone Warriors and the Neutrinos back home. Um, so they get there. There's a little bit of a fight scene. Donnie and Raph are... I think, uh, is it Raph? Maybe it's Lena, I don't remember. But they're at the portal. Um, some foot soldiers roll up. I think it's Leonardo, actually. Some foot yeah. soldiers roll up on them. Leonardo's like, oh, I can take six of them. Gets his you eight. Know, yeah, it was eight or something like that. Yeah. Yep. He doesn't, I mean, he, he kills, he knocks out a couple of them. He, all the foot soldiers. Grab him by the gets, head and flee. It's not a, a foot soldier, doesn't. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, it does. I think that's so. Yeah. No, foot it was, it was uh, like Bebop awesome. and Rocksteady or something, I thought. Mm. He gets tossed by a foot soldier? No way. I don't, sure. I don't remember. All I know is I don't think it was a because this is the fight scene in front of the open portal, right? Yeah. yeah. No, maybe do. it is Bebop. Anyways, they get um, a little bit of a fight scene. Um, Raph and Mikey are in a car in one of the Neutrinos cars to go try and find Shredder, Krang, and the Stone Warriors. They end up they're like fortified in this giant room with laser guns that are shooting out. There's a force field around them because there's kind of a funny scene where I think the turtles try to roll up and they get buffed by the... Uh, by yeah, the, they would have just run right up the stairs. Yeah, yeah. I think that's Raph or like yeah. somebody tries to do it and they get like bounced yeah. out. And they're like, oh, geez, we can't do this. So then they fly right out of the room. Um, Crane's like, oh, I'm going to give you guys medals because you you know, fought back the turtles, which seems a little bit aggressive for giving someone a medal just for shooting. Yeah, yeah. not really doing much. Um... Stone Warriors come up. Mikey's nunchucks get shredded by them. He tries to hit them, and they just get absolutely dominated. Um, and then Donatello, conveniently located in the corner, is a barrel full of silicone lubricant that they're going to use to slip slide the Stone Warriors right through the portal. Um, Mikey knocks it over. They push the guys through. There's a little bit of discussion between the neutrinos and the turtles, whether or not they want to go back through the portal into their home dimension. They ultimately end up being like, hey, yeah, like this is your only chance to get home. You guys need to go home. Michelangelo sheds a tear as Kala is leaving. Um, and then they push everyone back through the, the portal. Noteworthy here, though, they only the neutrinos return in one vehicle, yeah. which I noticed. Um, I don't know if it's a red. Uh, I think it's a red one. So they all go back in one vehicle. So there's still one of their vehicles in on Earth. Um but the other thing is, wouldn't you guys, if if you were there as a turtle, wouldn't you just stick your head into Dimension X just to see what it's like? Like I, to me, that was the most baffling thing is they're in front of this portal to a different dimension and they have zero desire to just see what's on the other side. In the portal physics, like, so when they when Shredder opened it the first time, things just came hurtling through. In this scenario, like presumably it's open for a while. Yeah, and nothing just nothing else through. happens to come in from Dimension X, which I thought was interesting. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, I'm curious it, what it, I would poke my head through. Why not? Yeah, I would. So one thing that I always... Put a camera in there or something? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, just throw you throw a little camera, throw a GoPro right through. Because I mean, after it's been described as basically a dimension of war, when you just want to, like, to me, it's just I'd be so curious just to see what it is, or even like, strategically, like they know that Shredder's getting stuff from there, so just take a little look, see, and see what he's got. Yeah, or if there really are a zillion rock soldiers. Yeah, you know. But if you saw, I don't know, it could change. I you mean, forever. would your mind warp? Like maybe that's what they're thinking is like. Could we exist on this other dimension? Would we? Would my head explode if it, like it was there? Yeah, but the other things came in. I guess you're going reverse, though. Yeah, interesting. It's so like I have an issue with every every show, cartoon, movie that has like beings from a different dimension or different planet. Yet they all like can subsist theoretically on oxygen. Like oxygen is always the how they function, how they breathe, how they exist. Like, well, it's no. presumably this, or maybe not. I just assumed it was parallel New York City in the future. Yeah, like a parallel universe. It has yeah. to be because they like their cars and stuff are based on stuff that was here, just futuristic version. Well, the good news I mean, is they speak English. There are future Dimension X. Um, based episodes so that will some of that will get fleshed out but i just thought it was very interesting to me like even donnie wasn't just like hey i want to see what is in there and somehow figure that out so the other thing bebop and rock study they still suck like they get dropped through the floor like whatever the disappearing floor is um oh yeah that is them who toss them then because he gets tossed and then yeah yeah, yeah. right yeah um but there's also a fourth cowabunga that's blurted out I can't remember exactly where it is, um, but I'm pretty sure it's when. Uh, Do we talk about Donnie like cutting the orb in half? Yeah, no, no, that's. Not, I'm so I think it's around that. Um, but mm. Michelangelo drops another a second one for this episode, fourth total for the, mm. the series. Which is lame, by the way. That that ending, we'll try and tell, but yeah. So um, neutrinos fly through the portal. They end up closing it. They're about to fight Shredder. The sh- they I just they call him the Shredder instead of yeah. just Shredder. Which, I think that dies after the season. Yeah, it's like the Shredder. Come on, the Ohio State University. So they close the portal. They're about to fight Shredder, and then maybe it's Leo's like, mm, we should probably go check out that weather ball and save the city that's above. Like we can get Shredder afterwards, and then yeah, because Shredder... Shredder takes off, he disappears. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. um. Yeah, so so whoever the voice of reason is like, we need to stop the weather because it's going to destroy Earth. Yeah. So they hop in the neutrino car, are flying up, trying to figure out how they're going to destroy this weather maker that's just, I think there's tornadoes and stuff at this point. Um, so as they're flying, Donnie really can't get a clear shot at the weather maker. So then Leo jumps out of the car, slices the weather maker in half, and it's just flailing through the air. Classic car comes around, swoops, catches them in the back seat. Um, and that's sort of how they defeat the Weathermaker. It's a hero move, I'll say it. It's lame that that's all it took to stop that thing. Yeah. But you don't see anyone else jumping up there, slicing it in half. Yeah. Kind of a wild card move, if I'm being honest. And also, like, what is this Shredder running away in his own building? I've never, this is the only show, like, usually the bad guy has their layer. And it's like everything builds up to getting in it. Like the turtles just waltz into the Technodrome every single time they're there. Like beat them in a battle and then they just like leave it for him to have again. 
Yeah. Yeah, just say the city. Gotta say the city. Um, anything else on the Weathermaker at that scene? So, to then, you know, closing scene of the episode, we go to the uh, sewer where there's the triple bunk bed. April is reading the tortoise, a bedtime story to the turtles, which is the tor- tortoise and the hare um, that they're all, all obsessed with because, you know, the tortoise wins the race every time. Um, and then Leo has this kind of psycho scene where he's like, yes, everyone, everyone must rest because tomorrow we're going to defeat the shredder. And he sort of closes his katana in the sheath and then roll credits. Yeah. Yeah. I just love when the turtles, they look so funny without their masks on. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's definitely weird. I like the concept of a four stack bunk bed, but from a practicality standpoint, I don't know how getting up and down that is actually feasible because we had a bunk bed growing up and even just two bunk beds, like a traditional bunk bed, isn't so inconvenient. Did yeah. you, Andrew, were you ever in the bunk bed? Yeah, I had the top bunk. Yeah, before before I was in it, I had my own bed. little bed. Yeah. Mm. So I was bottom bunk while Andrew was Yeah, you are a bottom bitch. Yeah. And then we switched and then I went top and Chris, you went then bottom. Then I went bottom bunk and then John fell on me. <laughs> That was unbelievable. Yeah, because there was used like the punch used to punch like the cardboard. Yeah, the whole slot. Knuckle punch. Yeah, you knuckle punch it. Pop it. So, bunk bed lame. Uh, Leo chopping the weather thing while it's heroic. I feel like that was right out of the Matrix, like some Matrix move, flying through the air. Um, but I'm curious if anything happens or comes from like the turtles now have the neutrinos hot rod. So are they going to continue to use that or is that something they give back or like, I guess we'll see how that plays out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The turtles weaponry has stepped up a lot. The last two episodes, really this episode. Yeah. <clears throat> now, do we know, do we want to update the villain power rankings here? We have a couple new villains. Yeah. Let me pull that up now. But for villain power ranking, so just a recap from last episode, our current standing from from best to worst is the Roadkill Rodneys, Mausers, Krang, Shredder, Baxter, Stockman, the Punks, the Foot Clan, and in last is Bebop and Rocksteady. So this episode, in terms of bad guys, I think we only got general... Um, Trag and Granitor. Is that right? Are they like a pair or are they? Yeah. Let's keep oh, it. It's like Bebop okay. and Rocksteady. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they're the, the only the only ones in this episode. Mm-hmm. So any thoughts on kind of where to, where to slot them? Or, or actually, well, maybe the better question first is, are we going to change the order of any existing ones? And then where do we put them after? Yeah, I think we need to. Let's re-rank existing and then we can slot put in the new guys in yeah. all right so let me share this i'll uh, share the screen so you guys can see it and for those listening at home we'll just try to um do our best to walk through here yeah i'll bring it up here too so we can see yeah. it be a little bit <clears throat> yeah so i'm trying to think i mean krang i feel didn't do much 
this episode. Shredder had an okay move, you know, opening Dimension X. We learned that he's been doing some more experience or experiments on the punks. So I feel like he's getting a little bit more noteworthy. Yeah, but I think Shredder stepped it up a little bit. Is he better than Krang now in this no. episode? No, I think still not. Because really really just... ultimately, he's going with Krang's plan at the end of this. He basically says, all right, yeah. I'll get you a body because I basically keep messing up. Yeah. Yeah, I think like Roadkill Rodney's mousers don't really make an appearance at all. So I don't know if we can. Yeah, they're neutral. Move. Baxter, I think, is trash. I think he's got to go down. He got caught. Yeah. I think the Baxter and the, punk, the punks are just, there's nothing left. They're just getting. <laughs> They're just getting run up yeah, on the like, experiment. Yeah. yeah, the Foot Clan, again, take an L. The one Baxter, scene they're in. Baxter goes to the bottom. You think so? He made the Mausers, though. Yeah, but I think... just, now he's just a cop. He's just got cop by the cops. <clears throat> so the que- the question is, did, did Bebop and Rocksteady do enough to move over the Foot Clan? I think they did. Because they shot down the Jeep. Yeah. Again, and... which wasn't... I mean, I don't know if that's good or bad that they shot the Jeep down. I think it's bad, but I, the one thing I would say about Bebop and Rocksteady is they did fling Leo or who, yeah. whatever mm-hmm. turtle this episode, and the foot soldiers did not do anything. Yeah. So to me, I would move them up above yep. the Foot Clan. Um, the punks, I think, need to stay because while they had very little screen time, they didn't, ha- they didn't screw up, really. They're they, being resilient. Yeah, they look mangled. That's shot of them just a camera into a room where they're like half animal, half human. It's just not. But in theory, in theory, they're an improved version of Bebop and Rocksteady. So they didn't look like it. (laughs) It was bad. It was like a. It was like a quick, just a quick glimpse into like a little bit of a mess in that room. Well, because like Shredder being like, "Hey, I got this going on on the side," and then just a quick shot of a room yeah. full of mutants. <laughs> yeah, and um, uh, there is a glimpse of Scrag. He's one of the punks. He makes an appearance in future episodes, but he's the only one that I could actually pick out um, mm. from that pool. So, mm. um, but yeah, I, I agree they didn't do anything. So the question is, the punks and Baxter. I think are the only two that we're considering moving. Yeah, so, so now, maybe Baxter just by default moves below the punks, but above Bebop and Rocksteady. Bebop and Rocksteady. Yeah, that's fun. All right. So, New Order, Roadkill Rodney's, Mausers, Krang, Shredder, those all stay the same. And then the shakeup is the punks are at five, Baxter Stockman at six, Bebop and Rocksteady at seven, and then the Foot Clan bringing the rear. Yeah. And then where do we want to s- slate? Um, General Trag and Grantor. I mean, they're kind of failures. Are so they, they defended. They defended Krang in the Technodrome. But yeah, actually, I guess they got away from the cops too. Yeah, I think they're. Question is: Are they more successful than Krang or Shredder? No. 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 Okay. I this but might I be a little both. crazy. I think they need to go below Bebop and Rocksteady because their only confrontation with the Turtles, they just got oil slicked. They did. So against common enemies, they're 0 for 1. Is that too harsh? I mean, I could, I could, 
well, I'm just trying to think in my head because I'm like they they fought off the turtles and actually beat them in a standoff later with the orb like the force field thing. So they mm-hmm. fought them off at yeah, one point. They, they lost true. to them earlier. Yeah. And then they get banished back. So they're like two and one or oh, one and <clears> two. They're like using the, the weather maker. They yeah. did a number on the city. See, I put Yeah, I actually that's them. a good point. I forgot about the I penalized them for losing to the turtles. I didn't reward them for defending. I think if it were up to me, I would put them above the punks but below Shredder. That's fair. Yeah. I like that. I think. I mean, do they, they also got... would they would you say they won the confrontation in the street with the turtles? No, I think they lost that, but they won back in the Technodrome, but then they lost getting kicked back to Dimension X. Okay. So I think they go lose, win, lose. One and two, plus they throw the weather thing up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which fucks the city up. So I think I think that's where I would put them after Shredder. Okay. I agree with that. I mean, if presumably that's the best of the rock people, not very rock warriors. Yeah, well, it's, they're the leaders. Like, who knows how out of practice they are with combat? During an active war. I'm just saying, like, you don't throw your head coach in to go play, a, you know, five on five in the state championship. True. They probably have point. better the strategists, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, you don't get to general and second in command by being not a strategist. Okay, that's a, that's a yeah. fair argument. I think we so I think we got a, a decent power ranking going. So again, just to recap, at the top, Rokil Rodney's, then the Mausers, then Krang, then Shredder, then General Trag and Granitor, the Punks, Baxter Stockman, Bebop, and Rocksteady, and then last, now we have the Foot Clan. Honestly, not where I thought we would be four episodes in. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um, all right, what are we moving to next? Do you want to do pizza or? Yeah, we talked a little bit about turtleisms. Cowabunga! So nothing really new. A couple of cowabungas got thrown in, but I don't think there was yeah. anything. I think no we'll, keep daddy with honor. we'll keep daddy-o. So we've got um, one turtles fight with honor, four cowabungas, and one daddy-o. Yeah. Cool. Okay. All right. I think we'll just do Pizza little, wheel, we're back to me, I think. Wheel. Maybe we'll just run. give us a little recap of what's left on there. Yeah. So no pizzas mentioned this episode, unfortunately. None for the past two episodes. Really? Mm-hmm. Nothing from um, episode three. Two, right. you know, no time to eat pizza. Donnie didn't install one in the van, so it's like wrong. All right. Well, in that case, we've got what's left. Put me backstage. Unbelievable. We <laughs> <laughs> took the pizza thing to bring it up. I, I thought John like, left the show for a second. I was like, where did I go? <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, since my ice cream and pepperoni is off the board, we still have anchovy and peanut butter, <clears throat> sausage and banana, uh, raisin bran, cornflakes, sashimi, and jelly bean and mushroom. So oh, two, four, six. Those are all. Yeah, I'm still rooting for sardine and peanut butter. That or sashimi, the rest. Was it sardine or anchovies? Anchovies. anchovies. anchovies yeah. Whatever. They're the same thing. Yeah. No. So that's actually, your, no, no, no. They're there's not some the more. same thing. There's salty no, little fish. I was literally just looking up this difference. I know, but they're salty little fish. They taste the same. Anchovies? No. Anchovies, when you like mm. do anything to them, basically break down to just making something Mush. salty. Sardines are like an actual fish. So it would right. be worse to have sardines. 
work better. Maybe I want that. Although it looks like Andrew pulled up a photo of a sardine. But I've had sardines just out of the can. They're not bad. Either way, Chris, that would be that's your top choice or your least favorite pick. Uh, that's my top. That or sashimi, I think, would taste good, probably. And then what do you not want to have? Um, okay. probably the the jelly beans. All right. The cereals don't bother me. That's just like texture. You ready to ready to spin a little raisin yeah. brand raisin in there? Ugh. There we go. Real raisins spinning. are good on a pizza. I actually enjoy raisins, personally. I'm going to get the banana and sausage, I guarantee it. No, I think you're blown by it. I think you're a raisin brand. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's an easy one. Raisin brand. Raisin brand it is. That's a, that's a victory. I'll take that. All right. Raisin brand on a um, legitimate pizza. Hey, no, did no we... John. I did what you did last time. <laughs> yeah, I know. Chris, what did you rate? I haven't been keeping rankings on the pizza. You gave it a the your pizza a two out of ten, right? You think I remember what I gave a whipped cream pizza? <laughs> no, <laughs> so I think this was like a five, or he was like a five or a seven or something. I think a seven high. is actually what comes to mind. Yeah, I think it was a seven. Seven. I'll go back as I cut all the um, cut all the audio. I'll go back and I'll keep tallying. We'll, we'll put it on the website. The whipped cream wasn't bad. Cool whip. You have to put an asterisk next to mine since it was a dessert pizza you should have to redo it to be honest 10 out of 10 it was so good (laughs) i don't even think you rated it you were just like we're eating it enjoying it Mm. he was just he was crunching it into the mic deliberately yeah but awesome all right so i guess uh yeah get the next episode right on the leader yep see you guys next week turtles fight with honor